Everyone, hi, hello, it is me, Allison Rosen, and welcome to another exciting weekend wrap-up show. I'm here, my husband Daniel is here. I'm here. And Wendy is sitting on your lap, and she sort of rustled the chords and made some noise as the theme oh, song was going. I don't know, possibly. I doubt it. You know what, I'm not going to be psycho about it. I'm just going to give you a harsh look when it happens. Listen, folks, it happens. This is Dining Room Studios. We're, <laughs> you we're hear chill. the clanking of silverware. It's real Mostly life. You just hear a dog and then you hear me wagging my finger at you and going that's the sound that that my face made but not actually the creak of the bones in your finger that's the sound of my uterus quite possibly (laughs) but we'll get into that in a little while so much to talk about uh it's early relatively in the morning friday morning as we're recording this we're trying a new thing which is we're trying to do it a little sooner so that i can put it up a little sooner I don't feel like I'm fully awake yet. Now, granted, it's just a little after 9. And by that, I mean it's 9.29. I'm exaggerating because I don't want a whole flood of people getting up my hiney about how I don't get up super early. There are days where I get up super early. If I need to be up super early. Today is not really one of them. But for me, it feels early and I it's a little weird to be sitting here. But you go to bed late too. That's that's I mean, that's you, right. Because re- we record at night. You record. I mean, we're not eating dinner till like ten thirty, eleven. Yes. So. But you know what? Now that I control my schedule, I don't have to stay on the old schedule. I was thinking about this. I could move everything up. I mean, on the nights where we do the group shows, that does need to happen late at night, usually before everyone's schedule. But if it's just a one-on-one, I could definitely you, scooch that one up. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> you still get home quite late, though. I do, yeah. I know. I Well, that's because I go to work a little late. So let's just set the scene. Mm-hmm. You're wearing jeans, a shirt, oh, yeah. and you always have a to jacket. T- the ensemble is important, yes. Right. So I'm, You're wearing I'm the clothes. To go you've to already work. showered and everything. I'm ready to go to work. I'm wearing sweatpants, a t-shirt, and because it was a little chilly here in LA, where it's probably about 70-something degrees... Or it will be today. Yeah. My pajama bottom top as a sleek jacket. (laughs) Oh, is that that's supposed to be like a jacket? Yeah. Doesn't look like one. I just thought you were in your jammies. I am. But it's it's functioning as a jacket. (laughs) We need pajama chat. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, so let's look back at the week, and then let's look forward to the next. On Monday, I had Jennifer Lee Pryor. I talked about this a bit on the Thursday show, Mm -hmm. so I just want to talk about it on every show. I had Jennifer Lee Pryor, Richard Pryor's widow, and it was a really good interview, and I was really, Mm -hmm. really happy with how it turned out, and I think it was... Because it had all of it. It had all the emotions. It was... interesting that's one of the emotions and it was sad at times and it was riveting and it's too early for me to remember what all of the emotions are but i'm just saying it's funny it had and it had a humor it had lightheartedness and it had heavy-heartedness it had all of it yep. i was very moved by it uh, there was a point at which She's i was very up open it. yes it's nice to have people who are so open and honest you know yes so then the press went nuts with it because she talked about her feelings about Bill Cosby and talked about when she and Richard had had dinner with Bill and Camille and she felt judged by him and just she went off on him. Um, and the press picked that up and it went it went everywhere. Yeah. It was in Salon, Billboard, Stern. a bunch Stern played a clip, a bunch of different radio shows played clips. Uh, Us Weekly covered it, E! Online. Uh, Jezebel, Flavor Wire, Daily Mail. Every time I turned around, there was another article covering it, um, which was awesome because I think it's fairly rare that podcasts break news. Yeah. Groundbreaking news, like her thoughts on Bill Cosby. <laughs> but still. Yeah. Well, become part of the news cycle. Yes. You know, the only way to do that is to, um, is to ha- because it's usually just conversation. Podcasts are always just conversation. So someone has to either say something offensive, you know, that 
oh no, you know, uh, like when, what is it? Did Titus once get to, into the news? Cause oh, he, right. he said something about, said Sarah, something Palin. about Sarah Palin. Um, or yeah. Or you make something, say something newsworthy and it's just rare because it's just, you know, yeah. it's usually just folks chatting. So it was pretty exciting to watch, even though the purpose of the interview was to promote the documentary Omit the Logic, which is really good and which everyone should should go buy. Click through my Amazon banner. Um, and, you know, she said she talked about so much stuff, including the casting of the biopic that got picked up as well. But mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't have the heat that her calling Bill Cosby a piece of shit did, um, perhaps for obvious reasons. But. What happened was because suddenly I was like, there's all these people who don't normally listen to the podcast, perhaps people who don't normally listen to a podcast who are going to be who now subscribed and are going to be tuning in and like waiting for the next bombshell interview. Suddenly I became very unable to do the Thursday show as I normally would because I was so self-conscious and it was really weird the way it happened. It was like this thing that you'd think would be good, which is a ton of extra attention. I see your face because you hear a garbage truck out there. I don't think they can hear it because there's been a few times that guests have quietly burped one of those guests being me and been concerned that the mic when you were a guest on your own show. (laughs) Yeah. I had to sit down with myself. Yeah. No, but, um, Andy Kindler was worried about his, I think he burped or some kind of rumbling happened. Andy Kindler. I know. Well, he's, I'm spoiling what we're going to be talking about in like four minutes, which is he's Monday's guest. Um, anyway though, I don't think they can hear that, but if they can, then it just sets the scene that garbage is being picked up. Today's garbage day, everybody. Right. Some real municipal verite happening, but please it's go real on. Noisy about, though. Go on about the Thursday. But show. thanks for pointing it out because now I forget what I was saying. You were talking about your getting up in your head about the Thursday. Oh show. yeah. Um. So anyway, yes, I just suddenly felt like people were going to be tuning in and they're going to be like, "What the fuck is this? It's just people sitting around talking." <clears throat> And oh, you know, I w- what I was saying is, you'd think that all the extra attention would be a good thing, but suddenly I found that it was very difficult for me to just tell my my little anecdotes like I would normally tell. And after the Thursday show, I felt really weird and uncomfortable because I felt like it wasn't the strongest show. I felt like that was my fault that I had jotted down all these things that I wanted to mention on the show, and suddenly sitting there, I was looking at my silly little things. Which, by the way, if you cut me open, I'm 90% silly little things. That's what I am. Yeah. I, that's what I'm into. Um, and I don't know what the other 10% is. Artificial sweetener. But uh, I suddenly just felt like I imagined these new people or perhaps I imagined critical people hearing these new stories and uh, being like – and just – passing judgment i don't know i just i I became way too self-conscious so do you want to know what i think yes i think you thought oh my god i'm getting all these new listeners and now i have to make them all love me and love my show yes and um i what i said to you was that that's where all great art comes from (laughs) yeah well I, i what i was saying to you was that um first of all if you took a hundred people and you had them just random people who were attracted to your shows for some reason, and you had them all listen to an episode. How many of them would love it? Like love it, you know, one, four. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but there'd be like there'd be a percentage, and it might be a small percentage, but um, and then there might be a lot of people who are like, yeah, it's good, you know, but they're just not listeners of podcasts or whatever. And right. then some people who would hate it, and the so the goal. If you tried to appeal to all 100 of those people or even a large majority of those people, I think you would the the show would lack character and the people who would love it right, would it would stop loving it. Yes. So you wouldn't get anyone who loves it anymore. You'd get a bunch of people who sort of like it maybe if you're lucky. And I just think that's you you just need to do the show exactly the way you feel you need to do it. Appeal to yourself, use your own instincts as your sort of north star. And then, you know, every time you cast a net and you happen to get some attention and a bunch of people, you know, give it a listen, you'll get that sm- that percentage, whatever it happens to be. Again, like half a percent. I don't know how many people would, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and it's like, so, you know, that one guy on the street who happens to love it. But the thing is, every time you do it, 
you get a few more people, but those people love it because right. they love what you do. And then you, you can um, not hold back. I, the, the, right, right. Well, that's, that's the key is that I should never let anything make me a more muted version of myself because that doesn't do anyone that. right that doesn't do anyone any favors and I end up feeling really like I held myself back and I end up feeling really weird about it but I mean ideally things from this show will continue to get into the news right. you know hopefully my interviews are newsworthy mm-hmm. uh, obviously that can't be like an actual goal each time but I'm just saying I don't want this to be well, hang on one second Wendy calm the fuck down she doesn't respond to that request. No, I guess I I'll just, just pick her up. she just wants you to pick her up. <laughs> Wendy's, Wendy's a part of uh, the show now. Completely so reinforcing the fact that if she jumps on me like a crazy lady who jumps, like a crazy dog, then I will pick her up. But oh well. You know what it is? I put lotion on my hands and I think she can smell it. She goes nuts for lotion. Anyway, what I'm saying is hopefully the podcast will continue to be newsworthy Um but and I need to learn how to handle that and not let that change me. And as America starts to fall in love with me, people will be interested America's in what's happening on the show, and it'll just naturally get picked up on E and right. all the various They'll yeah come all the Thursday various show. news shows. Exactly. I think I told you. I wish I could remember what the specific what it actually is. That I'm about to say, <laughs> and nobody knows. No, I know. Here, let me, let me go on and then I'll I'll explain as I speak. Um, I once heard that after a really good New York Times review, uh, oh, right. Broadway review, after that goes out, that's the time that if you go to see a Broadway play, you're likely to see the standby because the actors oftentimes, if there's one time they're not going to show up, it's right after a really good review or right after they win a Tony. I cannot remember which yeah. it is, but I know that I heard this, and now you're, what you said about it is perhaps that's because they've been partying well, after Tony, they get a Tony. But I don't, think, I don't think it's that, unless I misunderstood it the whole time, uh-huh. which is possible. But my interpretation of it was suddenly they become self-conscious. Because it's right. like after that's out there in the ether, after you've been minted, successful now then everyone's you can, expecting the only place you could greatness. right yeah and yeah, it's like and how can only... you do anything if everyone's expecting you to be great yeah and the only place to go is down or as arnold schwarzenegger says in pumping iron you could always stay at the top do you can you say that in a more schwarzenegger way you could always stay at the i don't do impersonations yes, you can you... always stay at the top you do do impersonations i can do impersonations if i've heard the thing in a you know, sort of recently. Right. So, yeah. All right. Like, so anything else we want to discuss from the Thursday show? No, but I have, Jenna, you just, you just whipped through the prior stuff. Oh, like did you it have was, more? St- you know, something that was well, whipped through really through. fast. Right. <laughs> um, so if, a, a couple things that, that were brought up that I thought were interesting. Uh, she said that, uh, she pointed out people believe the first thing they hear and that it once someone hears, like once you kind of hear that first story about something that happens, it becomes really, really hard to change the narrative. Right. She was talking about the fact that when he lit himself on fire, that was a suicide attempt. However, most people think it was just an accident. Yes. And I think that we um, have personal experience with this. <laughs> Fuck yes, we do. So it's like I feel like a narrative was woven about you and it's like this just endless frustration of woven like, out of butt floss yeah where it's like it's almost impossible yeah. with a certain group of people to ever change that narrative like it's just locked in and no matter what is said or how it's said that's it and it's just it's an interesting thing about interesting phenomenon human right. nature you know but, but i will say there's two different things happening i well may Actually, maybe they're the same. I, I mean, in this, in what you're talking about, there's this vested interest uh, in believing the story because they want to believe in this person. Yeah. Um, however, and I was going to say that's different than the Richard Pryor stuff, except maybe it's not because I have a feeling it's more comforting to huge Richard Pryor fans to believe this was some kind of accident as well, opposed to he was in a psychotic state and wanted to. Yeah, kill I mean, himself. if you think about it, it's like it's a lot harder to laugh at his stories yeah. if you realize how painful and true it was. Although totally, I mean, that is such a, an interesting topic that we probably don't have time for, which is like how his relationship of taking the pain of his life and 
getting up on stage and presenting it and really, you know, when you see him perform, like he is experiencing that pain and yet presenting it in a way that forces you to laugh at it and wanting you to laugh at it and the and the relationship between um truth and struggle and pain and comedy is really, really interesting mm-hmm. to me. But that's for another time. Um and then the other thing she said that I thought was interesting, and I'll just say this and we can move on. It's okay. Uh, is how uh, she was saying that the, the nurse at the hospital said oh, that yeah. hospitals are a great place to punish people. And that just was so fascinating to me about how, you know, like... What, what was the story? She went to visit him and he wouldn't let her... He, he wouldn't let her in her... It, yeah. And, 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 and she th- went every day for a while. And the nurse just said, look... This is when people really get to punish you because yeah. you know you care about them so much and they get to keep you out, right. I guess. And uh, so just stay away for your own sake. I mean, I, you know, just I don't know. Those those are just two things that I that kind of. Uh, and then the other thing I thought was funny is how every time you have older guests, you you act like this wide eyed like. Um, I don't know what happens to like me. When you had Wink uh, Martindale, Wink Martindale, you you what did you say? You were like. Um, Oh my um, goodness! Oh my! Go- oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was thinking how um, I may have said this before, but uh, when we were kids, someone who was sixty-five was uh, a proper uh, adult. You would not curse in front of, you know. Like I was taught to be very, you know, mind your manners, say yes, sir, whatever. And now, when you meet someone who's sixty-five, they're baby boomer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were crazier than we were. You know, like they were definitely they don't have a delicate sensibility at all. And so this but we still I still sort of even though the age difference is much less now, it's like I still have a bit of that like, oh, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You know, like yes. I don't know why I get that way. I think it's this weird combination of it's respect and it's also reverence. I don't know what it is. Just Wendy just hit the microphone (laughs) for the people who hate. Wendy hate episodes where there's a lot of chatter about Wendy. This one will be right up there in terms of Wendy. But you some can't people stand. love it. Some so. people do love it. Good girl. Now she's good. She's, she's in her crate. Yeah, she's in her crate, just laying down like a good girl. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know why I get wide eyed, but Jennifer commented on it. She said she was like, "Am I shocking you? Because you're staring at me with these puppy dog eyes." So once she said that, I was like trying to convey this, like, "No, I'm, I'm down. So please go on." Because right. she was talking, I think she was talking about threesomes or orgies or something, and yeah. I was like, go, "Definitely go on with." So this. you're this down is- for a threesome? Is that what you're saying? Only with Warren Beatty. Okay. Beatty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she was Beatty. Roman that Polanski. Was and uncomfortable. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she uh, got around in her day. That's what she and I'm not. I mean, that's not a judgment. That's essentially what she said. No, that's what. Yeah. Um. But. But I think it also has to do with, in regards to her, the stories she were te- she was telling, were so like crazy and had these elements of of sadness, but also drama. Mm. And I mean, I was just. I was kind of wide eyed listening to all of it, and it was I was. I was emotionally, it was moving. Well, you're not used to people being so frank and so honest about things that are, um, you know, so I don't know, extreme. I mean, she, it, I think her, I am though. I mean, people are, are generally pretty frank on the show. Maybe there was just a more, of a, uh, a higher, you, higher quantity. No, what I'm saying frank- is you don't have a lot of people who are talking about like that level of, uh, drug use or abuse or yeah, sexual um, right. adventurousness it's just i would like to get more um yeah you know but the thing is that that's crazy is the response from the bill cosby defenders i think that she's been getting a lot of pretty awful uh stuff tweets as a result of that like pr- pretty extreme and have you been looking at her no i've just heard through people who know oh really and oh. um and it's really disturbing and I don't know, like it's just a weird new world that we're living in right now where uh, people have access to it. So it's a good thing. You know, it's nice to have access to fans and stuff, but people have access to um, say awful things and threaten and do pretty, pretty scary stuff. Wendy, 
Uh, Wendy wants to say something. You know what I have to say to them? Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. I know. They can. <laughs> Wendy, it's, it's okay. All right. So are we ready to look forward then? Yeah, but I just want to say. Okay. Uh, I'm not one to brag. You know that. You're, you're incredibly humble and modest. Yeah, I'm pretty humble. I don't feel comfortable bragging, but it's just us, uh-huh. you and me. And I feel like I can brag to you because you're my uh, wife. Okay. I noticed this morning I have a really nice fluid shoe tying motion. I've never noticed you tying Like I'm shoes. really good at tying my shoes. Impressive. Tell me a little more about that. It's just really, really, it's, it's effective. It's, the shoelaces get really tight on the, on the shoe. But it's it's fast. It's like ballet. It's like finger shoelace ballet. And I'm just saying, like, you know, we need to praise ourselves for the little things as well as the big things, I think. Well, then, fine. I see that you've done something that I really want to do. Well, hooray for you. And now you're getting tired. kudos while I sit here getting screwed. Hooray Thank for you. I am so very happy that this fortune came your way. I didn't mean to say you don't deserve to have your day. However, you'll forgive me if I feel compelled to say hooray for you. Do you think you'll win some some kind of award like the Golden Shoehorn? No, but um, you're not very good at tying your shoes. <laughs> Is that where you were going with this? The no, but I was just time? thinking about it. No, I was just thinking about how it's not that I'm. Ba- your but- shoelaces are always coming untied. <laughs> you're like a you're like a five year old whose shoelaces are always untied. Except you're not five years old. Thank you. Thank you. Is that because I don't tie them well, though, or is that something about the laces? You tell me. I don't know. I haven't seen should your I, ballet of the shoe tie. But should I? I think I need to pay special attention for a day and watch you tie your shoes and your shoe tying routine. This would be a good use of time. Your, I want to sh- improve your, your, your <laughs> shoe <laughs> scrutiny. I need to improve your life, though. But you double knot always. I don't part, in the morning. In, in no. your choreographed, I don't. I, elegant uh, I shoe tying ballet. Okay, is there a so double this is tying happening? you know you ask the questions that the audience wants to get answers to. So I'll, <laughs> right. I'll answer that question. the The first tie of the morning is I'm taking Wendy out to um, poop and pee. Right, her, her not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a single knot. Because I'm coming back in and I'm jumping in the shower, it's it'd be silly to double. You don't have time for the double knot. Well, it's a pain in the butt. To have That's to why I don't do it. But after that, is the issue that you're always taking your shoes off yes. constantly all day long? Yes. You need to get my slip-ons. Sh- shoes like bras are things that come off my body the second I enter the house. You need to start wearing clogs. You know, in college, I wore clogs. No, you didn't. Oh yes, I did. Like wooden. Clogs from Holland with like little pointy toes and paint painted scenes on the sides. No, and I also didn't hang out by windmills. I'm just saying, not the wooden ones, <laughs> but the ones like you know, guess made clogs. They you could, did. There was a lot of popular clogs. I guess so. Yeah. You would slide in, and then the front was made of leather. Huh. Yeah, I guess I do remember that. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, and they always had these pretty high heels. I'm surprised I wasn't eating it constantly. I mean, I was, but I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Because you're not good with the high heels. I'm, I'm not good with the balance. <laughs> the thing is, clogs on cobblestone will take you out. Yeah. It's a very dangerous it's terrain dangerous game. for clogs. But anyway, clogs and those long flowing skirts that some people say were flammable, but I never caught on fire. I don't know. I Do you don't know, know what I'm that. talking about with those long skirts? No. Okay. Was there a fabric that was flammable? It was a real thin. They were real thin and flowy. And oh. they were long. And they were flammable. Yes. They, they became referred to as flammable skirts. Huh. In fact, there's a book by Amy Bender called Girl in the Flammable Skirt. Or maybe that's a short story in her book. Or maybe I think it's a book of short stories and that's the name of the book, The Girl in the Flammable Skirt. Interesting. It's really good. It's like magical realism. I like anyway, it. moving on. Yes. Back, go back to the shoe tying because this oh, is no, fascinating. No. no, no. That's it. And then I, I doubled knot for the rest of the day. So there you go, folks. Single knot first thing in the morning. Walk, Wendy, double knot the rest of the day. 
Now, if you remember, and I, I don't have to retie them. Discovered, I think, I think perhaps this had come up because someone sent me a TED talk about tying your shoes. Mm-hmm. And there's two different ways to tie a knot. There's the weak way, which is a way that we all do it, and then there's the strong way, which just means making the loop in the other direction. Mm-hmm. It takes a little while to get used to. And after I learned that, I did it for like three days, but then I it just you fell just away. Abandon it? Why? Yeah, I don't know. You should go back to because it. Because it, it feels really clunky. It's like, think of the way you... Okay, fold your arms how you normally fold them. Okay. Now, try to do it the other way. Doesn't okay. it feel strange? No. Really? Maybe a little, yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, which is it? it doesn't ha- You don't have to yeah, agree with me. Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. Um, I, yes, that's the correct answer. Um, although I've met people who are like, no, it feels totally normal. But anyway, that that is how tying my shoes the other way felt. It just felt clumsy, mm-hmm. as opposed to actually tying them in a way where they'll untie, which then makes me clumsy. Hmm. Shoe talk. Hot shoe talk. Hot, <laughs> hot shoe sounds gross. Okay, now we're moving on to Monday. Andy Kindler was the guest, will be the guest when mm-hmm. you listen Monday. Um, I thought it was a really good interview. There's, uh, we find out a bit about some things that will be covered in this year's State of the Industry at Montreal's oh, right. Just for Laughs. Exciting. And um, yeah, I talked about all sorts of different stuff. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. I love Andy Kindler. If you can, check out his recent appearance on Letterman. It's yeah. so, so funny. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's some... He's one of those guys you talk about who's just funny. He's just a funny person. He's funny and I don't want to give away too much, but I was... Su- I was surprised to discover how he sees himself. It's yeah. a little bit different. Than he's very he's well. He's also very aware of like Andy Kindler, the persona of versus yes. who he is, and they're not the same. I have always, I've, I've, I. He's like kind of a happy, good-natured guy. Yes, I think. I and think Seinfeld, I think, is similar. I'm going to stop cutting you off. I think that Andy. <laughs> um, I think a bit of it. I think he does a lot of shtick. That's my mm-hmm. sense of it. Not to, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I think that he is um, definitely aware of how he's presenting himself. And so people go, oh, he's bitter or whatever. But it's like, I don't think he's, I think he's making fun of that. Yes. And it, it's like his new, he, it, one of the jokes he makes on Letterman is how his new comedy tour is the uh, half a house tour because he's only able to sell half a half house. Now, that's not someone who's really bitter. That's, he's making fun of it. He's right. having a good time. So, uh, I don't know. I think with comedians, sometimes people forget that it's, it's supposed to be funny. You know, right. like they're being funny. He's a funny guy. Anyway. Yeah. So, everyone, tune into that. I think you will enjoy it. Um, I had an interesting moment. Mm-hmm. At the fertility clinic, which I can't decide how far to go into this. Oh we man, people go. want it all. I think people are wrapped up in this. Will she? All. Won't she? Get pregnant? Let's. Do we have the song? Let's talk vag. No, but we have this vag talk. Vag chat. Yes. But a val a vag talk. Vag talk <laughs> would also be okay. Super great. Um, that would be like your main theme of your show, though. <laughs> Sorry, please. Continue. Whose side are you on? I'm definitely on your side, mostly. Well, then. Hey, hey, hey. I love you. Sometimes. Oh, come on. Most of the time. Jesus Christ. Anyway, was leaving the fertility clinic, and there were, there's like a thousand million people who work there. And a thousand million people who go there. It's a very crowded a place usually. So I was in there getting, you know, getting ready to, to leave. And a couple of the nurses were talking and one was saying that she had um, chili for lunch or something or she's going to have chili. I don't need to hear about and that. And then I turned and another one was talking about how she had spaghetti last night. And I was like, I Fascinating. genuinely literally had this thought. Oh, my God. All they do is talk about food. <laughs> And now the reason I bring that up is because that's pretty much all because I was like, I just put out an episode <laughs> where pretty much all we did talk was food. talk about flavors and food. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I just thought it was a, it was funny that I could actually have that criticism 
when that's what you talk about. Yes, except that I think that we do it in a fun, lighthearted way versus this was just earnest, chili spaghetti talk. I once, uh, and I don't want to get into this, but I once did a fast like years ago mm. and oh my God, um, you don't realize how much of our lives is revolved around eating and talking about and thinking about and watching stuff about eating. Well, especially when you're really hungry. Well, yeah, you notice it because you're hungry, but it really truly is like a big deal, a big part of our lives. It is a big part. I of mean, culture. I guess I mean, that's look, a at the, well, look at the popularity thing, but... of the Food Network and all those yeah. cooking shows. So, but uh, but also and in the all office of our place, heated flavor talk. The other thing, though, is in the office, uh, there's only so many things you can talk about in that sort of superficial way. Well, it was interesting. Because, okay, so all the people who work there are women except for the doctors. Two, mm-hmm. There's two men and one woman. One woman. <laughs> one woman and mm-hmm. two men. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctors in this clinic. So before the chili chat, what happened is this one woman came up to this other one and was like, how you doing? And the other one's like, good. She's like, I'm going to give you a hug. Dad chat. And she gave her a hug and she's like, why? And she's like, because I just want to give you a hug. Good Lord. And then they turned and I heard like more talk and it was like, and then one of them was like, she said something to me and I just flat out ignored it. And I realized this with my also girl mind, I think what's going on is there's someone that works there that they all dislike who's creating drama. And so the one who, the the chili lady who gave the other one a hug was giving her a hug because she had to put up with this other one. Right. That's right. So there's more. I would never have picked up on any of that. Yeah. Because you've got. I've got the antenna in my badge. You've got girl mind. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm perceptive. I've also worked in offices with crazy people, and I'm talking about magazines right now. Yeah. It mirrored a magazine vibe. I've never, um, just back to like office banter. Yes. There's an amazing amount of talk in the office about what day it is. Well, it's good to all be on the same page. You're right, though. It's like, you know, what day does it feel like? Um, Hey, are you happy or sad about the day that it is? Um, Can I tell you? Yes. No lie. Yeah. I don't know why. Lately, I feel like I find myself saying, no exaggeration, no lie. Do you exaggerate and lie a lot? You'd think so you based clarify? on that. Except that the things that I said it in front of. Mm-hmm. Were exaggerations? No, they were absolutely true. Maybe you just are like so psyched that it's the truth that you want to make sure that people are aware <laughs> really of it. Really get it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. No, you know what it is? It's my... I figured it out. It's my way of saying... Crazy coincidence coming up. Yeah. Buckle your seatbelt. As I was having my blood drawn yesterday, guess what the conversation was? What day it was. And what day it feels like. Because it was, it was, wait, is it Thursday? Huh, this week went by so fast. And then yeah. the response was, or maybe I was, maybe I was both parts of the conversation. I might have just been by myself at this point. I'm just kidding. It, it, there was someone drawing my blood talking about Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then it's like, but sometimes it's... Tuesday, and you're like, I can't believe it's only Tuesday. You're so right. Yes. Chili, spaghetti, bitches, and days of the week is what gets talked about in offices. Food and the day that it is, or the day that it isn't, or, (laughs) or, you know, how much you like or dislike that day. Yeah. What's the best day in your office? Fridays, of course. I mean, everyone (laughs) loves Friday. I mean, (laughs) you know. Well, actually, the best day is Saturday, because no one's there. Right. Uh... Yeah, everybody loves Friday. Have you noticed? I there's a whole you restaurant devoted to it. It's because it's the it's the last day of the work week. But have you ever had? Have you ever found yourself in a period of time in your life mm-hmm. where you're actually happy it's Monday and you're a little bummed it's Friday? And I will tell you what creates that time. It's not a passion for your workplace. It's having a crush on someone in your workplace. Well, either I would say it's either. Yeah, if you really like what's happening at your work, yeah. whether it's some. Uh, a cute boy or girl, or you like what you do and you want to do it all the time. But I feel like that burns out. Even if we're talking about an office environment, you might have a passion for what you do and you might love what you do. Mm-hmm. But if it's in an office environment, my hunch is that just tends to go away a little bit. Maybe not. 
I don't know. I've never, I've never. You've never it. felt that. I've never had a job that I loved, so I can't speak to that. What if your boss listens to this? He knows I don't love it. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, he knows I don't love my job. But I will say this: like, I don't hate it either. Right. I mean, and I have. I'm actually really lucky in that. For someone who doesn't. And my boss doesn't listen. So love I'm not it. Gonna, okay, <laughs> but I have to say, for someone who doesn't love it, you work hard at it. Yeah, I mean it's not an easy job, but right. it, but it's um, you're a heart surgeon. In case people are wondering, that's right. I'm just kidding. You're uh, not. No, I'm a nuclear scientist. <laughs> I um, no, I work in film distribution, mm-hmm. but it's it's I don't know. It's interesting, and the pe- but I I'm really lucky in that I have a lot of people. Pretty much everybody I work with, everyone I work with is uh, they're good people, and I enjoy their I enjoy working with them. So. You know, you find yourself sometimes in life working with people, and or maybe it's just one person where you're just they make every th- day stressful hellish. and hell, mm-hmm. yeah. And and it's, so I, I try to appreciate when that's not the case. Uh, anyway, so let's talk a little bit about a couple things that have been in the news. Now, the news jingle hangs in the balance right now. We yeah. have a few options. I'm not sure any of them are going to be the one we go with, mm-hmm. but here's one of them. News, 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 news with Allison. I love it. It gets caught in your head. I love it. It's been stuck in my head for a while. Yeah. Now that trap dog made that in the image of the, remember when I was singing yeah, the news jingle? I do, of course. How could I forget? It haunts me to this day. Right. Well, now it haunts you in trap dog's version. Let's hear it again just to get a feel for it. I love it. We also have the um, Gals on News. But this is Gals on News. I know, which I love, but I couldn't even get that to load onto my little soundboard app. Yeah. So. Well, that's when you have Gals talking about news. Right now, we just have this. News, 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 news without sin. Sorry. I feel like if a little of something is good, a fuck ton of it is better. I agree. Okay. So anyway, the two things I want to talk about are just barely news. They're social media phenomenons. Phenomena, But can I butt in? All right. Do it. Breaking news. Do we have a breaking news story? Breaking news. Let's see what we have. Let's see if we have something that works for that. Um, Oh, oh, I have this one. It's perfect. Breaking news! I know it sounded like I just did that. I, I left half, some but. space after so that people could grab it and <laughs> use it. Um, Leonard Nimoy just passed That's away. That's very sad. I forgot about that. He was 83, he right? He was 83. He had some sort of pulmonary disease Chronic of some sort. obstructive pulmonary um, something. And what a great human being he was. He no really, exaggeration. He truly was one. He was a mensch. This was a guy who spent his life. Do really, you know that for sure? Yeah, okay. he was. Uh, well, he was a very devout uh, Jew, so he he was very religious. But he d- he just did a lot of good works in his life. In addition to being uh, this kind of icon, I don't know. It's kind of sad. Like he's. It's not kind of sad. It's very sad. It's very like, sad. He's. Um, you know, he's just one of those people, like like Henry Winkler. You know, who's just mm-hmm. like a good a good dude. Do you have the same feeling I do, which is, hey, eighty three, not old enough. It's not like, yeah, oh, how tra- oh, tragedy he was struck down in the prime of his life, but I feel like 83 is too young to die. And now I don't know if that's because I'm getting older or if that's because my dad is, he's not 83 yet, but he's both forget, of my what, 80 or 81. I just... Both of my grandparents died at about that age, so... Yeah. I am. Um, well, my my um, mom's parents died, they were in their 60s. Which I also feel that's like is crazy. Too young. That's yeah. too young. Yeah, my well, my other grandfather died at fifty six. So that's also too young. Which felt so old, right. At the time, I'm like, oh Jesus. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing that Leonard Nimoy ever did. I didn't know I was marrying into those kind of genes. Yeah, you, you thought you were marrying into Wranglers. <laughs> oh boy! This is the kind of comedy you can expect, folks. <laughs> um, we're trying to get them to stay, so don't say that bite your tongue okay they loved it i know see i know it's getting nothing in the room but i know that the people the folks at home they are <laughs> loving it um in search of was my favorite thing that he did um which was this really 
crazy weird show that came on in the 80s like on Saturday or Sunday afternoons where they would investigate some spooky X-Files-ish phenomenon and he and he would narrate it and uh so look that up folks. I don't know if that's on YouTube but I in love that. Of. Yeah, it has like a really cool vibe. Like this really weird mysterious X-Files vibe. Anyway, rest in peace Leonard um, Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. All right. Moving on to something much less serious. Grim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This crazy dress that's been all over the frigging internet. The dress that is either blue uh, and black or white and gold. So this happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened. It happened. The dress the happened. The dress happened. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I will explain. But I'm assuming you do because this thing went viral this whole matter of what color is the dress there's a picture of a dress and the question is what color is it and the lighting is kind of weird in the picture and it's this like it's shimmery material Mm -hmm. and when I first saw it I thought it's blue it the entire time to me it looks like very light blue and brown Mm -hmm. Um, but then I saw another photo like oh I guess it does look kind of white and gold but people are very uh, emphatic there are certain people because now it's like there's the articles you know capturing all the celebrities who've tweeted about it who are like a uh, very you know i don't i don't get how anyone can see say that it's this it's definitely this it's definitely this and because there's this difference of opinion it's gotten you know everyone's chiming in on what color is the dress so now there's some articles talking about how it all happened and i just want to bring this to your attention because i was reading them today and i'm like oh there's and as a member of the media, I don't know that I still am exactly. I am. I mean, I was like a, a true real journalist for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. now I'm just a whatever I am now. Which media? The one that brings Watercolor? you information. Yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Uh, Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe I'm a. Uh, no, I'm not. I was going to say, am I doing a disservice to my profession? I don't think so. Because what I'm about to show you is the way that. The New York Times and the Washington Post can both tell a story yeah. and they have no, completely different information. This is Do it. Yes, I will. But what I'm going to say is this is a result of the new kind of crazy media information Twitter age we're mm-hmm. in, which is uh, that people are rushing to print. Like, I don't know how much fact checking goes on anymore. Back in my yeah. day, there was fact checking was something that happened and it was always crazily the level of like anal retentive detail that the fact checkers put everyone through was insane. They'd be like, like if you had an article where someone, I remember I'm not going to finish any of my sentences. I'm like that character on SNL. (laughs) I was writing, it was an article about like Sebado or something and something involved, um, a, a chicken wing or a chicken thigh and I remember oh, yeah. having to get on the fucking phone and call him and be like, are you sure it was a chicken wing, not a chicken thigh? Because that's what mm-hmm. my editor wanted to know. It was so not important to the story. Just like what I'm saying is not important to any story. Anyway, okay. So here's the Washington Post coverage. This is what they say. The dress phenomenon began on the Scottish Isle of Collinsay. The dress in question was intended for a wedding to be worn by the mother of the bride. So one day the mom snapped a picture of the dress and sent it to her daughter. Uh, And then there's a quote from a singer of the band who said, what happened was two of my close friends were actually getting married and the mother of the bride took a photo of the dress to send to her daughter. When my friend showed the dress to her fiance, they disagreed on the color. And then others couldn't find common ground on the dress either. Some said it was blue and black. Others said white and gold. So the daughter posted it to Facebook for guidance. And then people started weighing in. And then somehow... Couldn't the mother answer that question? Right. Okay. So it, it has elements of urban myth in it already. Yeah, I feel like that's easily solved. Just mom, mom what color is the dress? Right. It has to be what it ha- either someone's colorblind, which I don't I think we know we know what if you're colorblind there's certain colors you can't see it. and no one in all the mentions of this has mentioned that colorblindness has to do with this. Right. What could be believable would that would be that she saw the mother saw a picture of the dress in a catalog or something. But if you're seeing the dress in person, you fucking know what color it is. No, it's not a catalog picture. I know. I think well, I, I'll offer my opinion after you finish. Okay, because listen to what the New York Times said. The mother of the this is the beginning of the story. And the story is a white and gold dress overloads the internet. The mother of the dry, (laughs) 
excuse me, the mother of the bride wore white and gold, or was it blue and black? Not even the guests at the wedding last weekend on the Scottish island of Collinsay could agree, including four members of the band who were evenly divided. A few days after the wedding, the singer and guitarist, 21-year-old Caitlin, Caitlin McNeil, was so frustrated by the lack of consensus that she posted a photograph of the dress on Tumblr and asked her followers for feedback. Quote, I was just looking for an answer because it was messing with my head, Ms. McNeil said in an interview early Friday morning from Scotland. Within a half hour, her post had attracted 500 likes and shares. So in this story, no. they're at the wedding. No. In the, I know. They're at the wedding in person looking at the dress no. and they can't figure it out. That's a thousand percent not what it was. That, there's that's no totally, way that happened. Right. There's I know. No way. So how did this end up? And by the way. That's the New York Times. That's the, the gray d- lady. The, pa- the paper. N- right. I feel. The I journal don't of wanna, record. The paper of record. Paper of record. I would not. I don't want to take a shot at the New York Times because to me. That's what I was going to say. That's the New York what the Times show's is about. Bold shots that record. picked up in the worldwide news. I'm just saying New York Times. How did you. It's How crazy. Did, where did you get that? There's just no Doesn't way that passed the, the basic test of logic. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the way this happens is that all and, and you actually saw this happen a bit in the Jennifer Lee Pryor story, but to to a much lesser degree. It's that all the journalists have the same basic information cobbled together from like tweets or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they all want to put their own spin on it and sort of flesh out the story. Mm-hmm. And but this is, I just can't believe that this person invented this out of Who's the byline? whole cloth blue or black. Um, it's Jonathan Mahler. So maybe he read this somewhere else. Maybe this got picked up somewhere just, else. I don't know. Well, but there's just no the way a bunch of people in person couldn't figure out the color. Well, I mean, if if that is true, if that account of it is true, that is crazy. Yes, because that means that this dress, like, it's not like it's. Hey, is that a dark blue or black? You know where you can kind of in, in different light. It could so you're talking about the a, a huge variation, right. white and gold or black and blue. Like you know, that just seems you can't tell the difference between black and gold in of person. Of course you can. Of course, of course you, can. you can. Yeah, it's the photo that's confusing because right. either it's a white and gold dress in. So that's the light. So that's it's the lighting. Right. That, so when we look at color, when we look at things, our eyes, our, our brains are constantly adjusting and and sort of doing a white balance in our mind. Right. So, you know, when you're inside, it doesn't feel super orangey or yellow. You're, you've adjusted. But if you took a photograph, it comes off really, really orange because your brain has adjusted. And so you're kind of doing that math. And when you look at this picture... You want to white balance. Either you want to white balance the the bluish parts. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see it as blue. You see it as something in the shade. Right. In which case, um, the it can't be black because that would mean it's reflecting an orange or gold light, and that gold light isn't being reflected on the white. You know, there's no gold or or, or orange on the white part of it, or blue. If it's blue, it would be. Uh, more of an orange blue well so now photos have come out that are su- apparently the actual dress and it actually is like a royal blue and black are you serious yeah if that's the dress i mean the, the if the photo that's circulating now of the actual dress on the website where you can buy it if it's legitimately the dress it is dark blue and black that's crazy I feel like the real story of this will come out because well, what we're it. hearing doesn't sound I like I can't the real see one. that at all. I've looked no, at I it. Know. I can't see the black. I don't see black at all. Just so open minded. But people really believe that it's black. That's yes. a really weird. Well, if that's true, well, then you, I can see why it's viral. Because you first saw white and gold, correct? Yeah, white and gold. I, I could see, see blue and brown. I can see blue and brown. It can be. To me, it can logically either be blue and brown or white and gold, but it logically can't be black and blue. Yeah. And yet you're saying that's what it is. That's what it is. Wow. But but not like a light lavendery blue like it appears to my eye. It's an actually, it's, it's dar- a dark blue. I wonder if the photo's been fucked with. That's, the, that's what they call it when you mess with the colors, right? Fucked with. It does look like a degraded image. 
So it's possible that it's been like the original shot might be more obvious. Is this a Jimmy Kimmel prank? Oh, I'm so... Step out from behind the dress. I'm really bored with this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what color this dress was. I know. But it's interesting. The media coverage is interesting. Yes. Would you like to move on to something Please. more important, which is now this, another thing that happened yesterday, and I missed it entirely. Mm-hmm. Llama drama. And oh I'm sure God. I'm not the first person to come up with that crazy pun. Yeah. This happened in Arizona. So three llamas were taken to, uh, I think, a, a, an assisted living, living facility, therapy llamas. Now you might say, why would you take llamas to this kind of facility? But a person that they were going to visit in the facility used to raise llamas. Is and it, I think that's so nice. Like yeah. if I ever end a up, therapy if llama? I'm in a home, yeah. will they bring me ducks? Of course they will. Okay, thank you. Make sure that that happens. Um, but so anyway, the three llamas, you know, went to visit the people, therapy llamas. Then they, the three llamas left in the trailer, but then two of the llamas busted loose. It's like, it's like Thelma, and, it's like the llama and llama wheeze. <laughs> <laughs> Kill time while I find out more details. Well, is there anything more delightful than a llama? I mean, really, like they're, they're like, sh- yeah, sheep, except... Uh, crazy looking long necked sheep and you know you just want to the taller llama took the lead followed by its smaller companion at one point the llamas paused to rest in the shade of a tree then took off again the chase lasted more than an hour people tried to lasso the llamas but the animals veered and ducked they tried to surround the llamas with cars and trucks but the animals squeezed through they walked around with arms stretched wide trying to guide the animals into a confined area but the llamas generally ignored that eventually they caught them how um, do you know i have no idea sorry that's okay <laughs> oh, here we go in the end sheriff's officials said citizens in the area caught the llamas that's vague I hope they were nice. The smaller one was nabbed first. The larger one's wild bid for freedom lasted several more minutes, but eventually it was it too was rounded. How out. just psyched were those llamas? I mean, they were on the adventure of their lives. I know. And uh good this for is in them. Sun City, Arizona. Kudos kudos to the llamas. Here's here's to you, llamas. I see that you've done something that I really want to do. While I sit here getting strewn Hooray for you I am so very happy that this fortune came your way so I didn't mean to say you don't deserve to have your day However, you'll forgive me if I feel compelled to say Hooray for you Someone should make a movie about this The Llama's Day Out The funny thing is you can hear the audio from the 911 call if you, The LA Times has it But I'm is sure a lot funny? of places have it It's just so calm Hi we brought some llamas to an assisted living facility and three of them or and two of them busted loose and we're having some trouble catching them. Could we get some help? It's like the opposite of an emergency. When I think of llamas, I just think of that llama. But that's the appropriate energy for a llama. <laughs> I think you're right. When I think of llamas, I just think of, do you remember on Sesame Street when they took the llama to the dentist? No. It was a field, a Sesame Street field piece, essentially. There's a llama in Twin Peaks. Really? We need to watch Twin Peaks together. I know. I watched a lot of it and I was super into it, but then I just, I don't know what happened. We just stopped. I stopped. But anyway, back to You know what happened? I got impatient. We don't have to go back to Long Top. I got impatient, so then I looked up spoilers and then I stopped. Oh yeah, you ruined it for yourself. I was, oh, that pissed me off. You ruined the experience. You still married me though. I know. Oh man. What can I do with you? You, you just... It's one of the, the great... It is my favorite TV show ever, and part of that is not knowing. But do you, you know do the restraint that I'm showing in not playing TV time because I feel like we've, I've overloaded them with songs? Yeah. Well, I'll just do the short version. TV time. <laughs> TV, 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 TV time. TV time. Okay. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not that good, but no, it was No, it's not okay. as good. It's not trapped out good. Uh, let's go back to the llama talk for just a second. When they talked about their arms outstretched... I had a sudden memory of playing Red Rover as a child. Do you remember oh. that? And occasionally you play with people who were super into it. So they'd grab your arms hard. And then as they, then when people came like charging towards your arms, it they would, would like, almost break you. your arm. Yes. My feeling is if someone wants to get through my arm that much. Is Red Rover where you try to keep them from breaking the line? Red Rover, Red Rover. Send I know that part. Wendy over or something like that. And Wendy yeah, just and runs at the line. Well, then you hold hands with them and then they try to bust through your arms. 
Do you not, did you, do you know? I, know? I don't think we played that much. I mean, I know you, the game. Yeah, you hold hands and you form a big line on each, mm-hmm. there's, you know, each side forms a big line. And then you say, Red Rover, Red Rover, send so-and-so over. And then that person runs towards, towards the line and like tries to bust right through there. the hands. Yeah. Uh, and you, I you try it. to, yeah, you know, not I let them it. through unless you're me where you're like, uh, this hurts too much. Here we used go. to play. We used to play um, British Bulldog, which is sort of a variation of that kind of where you'd have like. Um, I feel like I could bring up the energy as you're saying this. Make this story come to life for me. <laughs> Am I too low energy for you right now? Well, you were like, we used to play British Bulldog. And I'm just feeling like I might be more, Sorry. you know. OK. Just- hey, everybody. It's me. <laughs> it's it's uh, playground chat. Great. Um, Tell me more. Yeah, British Bulldog was uh, you. You have a lot. Okay, so you'd have everybody on one side of a football field, uh, lengthwise, and then you'd have one person in the middle, and then they would yell British, and everybody runs to the other side, and the person in the middle tries to either tag or tackle uh, as many people as they can, and everyone who gets tagged or tackled has to stay in the middle, and then those people then go British, and then the people run again back to the other side, and those people try to tag or tackle as many people until it's basically everybody in the middle except for two people and the last survivor wins and uh it's just a way to run out energy when you're a kid but uh that was yeah that was the game that we played did you enjoy it oh my god yeah that was so fun we used to play a game in pe called medic Mm -hmm. did you ever play that no like one person would be the medic but the other team wouldn't know who it was and that person hey can you Oh, really bring this to life for me, please. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's more <laughs> playground chat with Al and Dan. Oh, I can't be Al because Jenna's husband is Allie and Dan. DNA. DNA. Ooh, <laughs> nice. A and D. Ooh, also nice. Not as nice. <laughs> no. All right. So anyway, we play this game called Medic, which I don't remember that well. Mm-hmm. But you had two teams and I think that someone from the other team would tag you and that would make you frozen and you'd have to freeze in place. Oh, that sounds fun. Or you'd have to sit or something. And then the medic on your team would then come by and surreptitiously tap you and that would put you back into the game. But the other team didn't know who your medic was. And I think you also had a fake medic to like fake them out. Why? And that, but if they tagged your medic, then you were fucked. Why do we stop playing these games? I'm not remembering this in like, Oh, that was fun kind of way though. Sounds fun to me. The game that I thought was fun, if anyone remembers this, was it was called Fermi Pico Bagel. What? Fermi Pico Bagel. Unless it was Fermi Pico Bago, and because I was a fat kid, I thought it was Bagel. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. But it was a thing where it was, um, it was an indoors math game. And yeah. there would be a number, like a three-digit number that you were trying to guess and Fermi Pico Bagel, or Bago, I don't know what it was, each meant something. Like Fermi meant it's, you're in the right column, or I don't know. I'm going to have to go look it up. I'm sure it's Ugh, on Wikipedia. It sounds awful. It was fun. Ugh. Did you ever play Thumbs Up, 7-Up? Yeah. That wasn't that fun either. But I'm just saying, like, if at work we had recess, yeah, and we all ran outside and for an hour played games. Do you know how much more psyched I'd be about work? You'd be more psyched, but recess was not an hour, was it? There's no way it was an hour. I don't know. How long was recess? I think that in our child minds it felt long, but it was probably like 30 minutes. I need, I would, I'm saying I would need an hour. Okay. Maybe it was an hour. Just I'm just saying so. like if I'm a tech company, I'm going to have recess. I, I bet some tech companies do have recess. Oh, how annoying. Yeah. Let's end on that note. This has been a fun Friday show that no, it's going to go up Friday. This has been a fun Friday show. Yeah, you're welcome, everybody. (laughs) That's right. Was it fun? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I can't judge. I'm too 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 close close to it. it. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't know. I know how it is. You guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It does help out the show. And thank you all so much for all the wonderful Amazon support. Also, we have PayPal links on the website on the right side, alisonrosen.com. Thank you also for all the PayPal support. Um, We have a ringtone available, which you've already heard. Hey, hey, hey. 
Go fuck yourself. You can get that by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. And by the way, I'm soon going to make the ringtones and the special bonus episodes, which I'm about to tell you about, available on Android as well. Now I know a way. So get ready, people who are listening to this not on an iPhone. But if you're on an iPhone or if you use iTunes, we have two special bonus episodes recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. First one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. Next one with Doug Benson, musician Matt Costa, and the former Thursday Gang. Those are available for $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. You get those by searching Allison Rosen in the iTunes store. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Email us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F show at gmail.com. Daniel? Hey, follow me at Daniel Quantz, Q-U-A-N-T-Z, on on Twitter and Instagram. All right. I love you guys. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 